Shalom, shalom, and welcome back to another exciting episode of our continuing Shi'urim in the Sefer Lekutim Moran. In a previous episode, we were exploring the idea of adding honor to the Almighty, and when we do that, we are able to bring a light that shines upon us to meaningfully highlight all of the areas that we personally need to focus on in regards to our personal growth. Picking it up at paragraph Dalid, here we go, V'or hazeh, and this light... This is the concept of tal oros, the dew lights. The light of dew it also means the 39 lights. Right? Tal, tet, and lamed. A lamed is 30 in gematria, the numerical value for the letters. And a tet is 9, so 30 plus 9 is 39. So this is the concept of the dew light, dew as in as in water that falls or that emanates in the in the morning, and 39 different lights. Haklulim bevav shel kavod. And this is all included, these lights are included, encompassed in the vav of the kavod, the letter vav. If you recall, we learned some particulars about the letter vav in the word kavod in the previous shir. Bevechinas, and this whole idea is encompassed in the verse in Eov, that God does all of these things twice or three times with a man, with a person. What does that mean, that two or three times? This corresponds to those 39 oros, those 39 lights of the expanded version of the name of God, but specifically from the first three letters of that. One of the names of God is a Yud and a He and a Vav and a He. So when you expand that, continuing, Perish Kishalosh Osios Rishonos Shel Shem Havaya B'milui Alfin Gematria Tal that using the system of Gematria, applying numerical values to the Hebrew letters, when you spell out the first three letters of the name of God, those letters spelled out, each one, I'll do it for us in a second, add up to the number 39. What does that look like? Remember, this name of God that we're referring to is a Yud and a He and a Vav and a He. So if we spell it out in the, the Gematria Bemilui, it sounds something like this. The first Yud would be a Yud, Vav, and a Dalid, and that equals 20. And then you, the He would be a He and an Aleph, which would be 6. And then a Vav is Vav, Aleph, Vav, which is 13. And if you add up 20 and 6 and 13, that makes 39, corresponding to those 39 lights that emanate upon us, allowing us to see those areas in our life that we need to improve upon. Hei Tal Oros, they, meaning the Yud and the He and the Vav, are all the concept of these 39 lights. Heim klulim bahavav shel Hashem. And they are all encompassed in the vav of the name of Hashem. That the first letter, the yud, is encompassed in the second, and the second in the third. And in theory, the third and the fourth. We didn't get there yet. We've paused right here. The first three. Im gaver, that verse in Eov that we saw earlier that says with a person, with a man. Shem klulim babris. That they're included in the bris. What does this mean? Because every person, according to his own personal strengths, 
We learn in Pirkei Avos, Ezehu Gibor, who's a strong person, HaKovesh is Yitzro, a person who's able to overcome his own inclination, not a person who can weightlift more than the guy next to them, or not a person who achieves more externally than, than the other person. It's a person who's able to overcome their personal challenges. The level of one's bris, connection to the Almighty and Covenant, cannot be cannot be compared to another person. Everything is totally personal. And because of this, the bris is called the bris boaz, the covenant of boaz. Boaz is one of the main characters in the book of Ruth that we're going to read, Come Shavuos, please God. And Boaz had some serious challenges in Tikkun Habris, in the areas of uh, personal sanctification, and he overcame those challenges. So the, the Tikkun Zohar says, why is it called a bris Boaz? Why is Boaz, this character from Ruth, associated with the bris? When you break up the word Boaz, you have Bo and Oz. The Bez with the Cholam is Bo, meaning in him, and Oz is strength. There's strength in him. Bo Tukpa. So that's one side of the coin, when a person has a tremendous strength in regards to their own personal character. Now, what happens when we flip the coin? However, when a person does not guard the covenant, when a person does not guard the covenant, they damage those 39 lights that we spoke about, the tal oros, 39 lights, and draws down upon oneself the yoke of earning a living, Earning a living becomes much more challenging for a person, says Rabbi Nachman, when they are not shomer habris, when they're not guarding the covenant. How can this be? How does this work? Hainu tal malachos, namely the tet lamed or the lamed tet malachos, the 39 categories of labor that were used to build the mishkan, which are consequently the 39 categories of labor that are asur to perform, that are forbidden to perform on Shabbat. But those 39 areas of labor, 39 types of work, correspond to the 39 lights. When you put out the light, so to speak, when you're not Shomer Esabris, so then what happens is the light goes out and the burden of work becomes much stronger. The burden of earning a living becomes much less manageable. Kamavua Bazoar, as is explained in the Holy Zohar, Mandizarek Perurin Dinama, Anius Radev Abasre, Kolshikain, Mandizarek Perurin Demoicha. One who throws crumbs of bread is pursued by poverty. And all the more so, Kolshikain, a person who throws those, those crumbs away from the mind. In short, when you have something, don't waste it. If you waste your food, says the Zohar, you're not going to have food. If you don't show a, a meaningful appreciation for that which you have. Additionally, on a more spiritual level, some of the commentaries of Kutemaran bring in right here that the throwing off of crumbs or the wasting of crumbs is really a reference to wasting of seed. So when you're throwing off seed, meaning a person is not careful in those areas of Tikkun habris of personal purification. So then eventually that side of impurity will start to chase you. Additionally, it brings into moicha that the crumbs that we're referring to as seeds that are thrown off of the mind. So Chazal tell us that the male seed originates in the mind and then eventually manifests into a physical seed. 
So just as if we have food to throw away and waste the food, then eventually poverty will chase us. So too, if we're wasting our seed or wasting opportunities of Kedusha and losing those battles in Tikkun Abris, so then that side of, of impurity and negativity will chase us and put out all of our godly lights. Vizeh, and this whole idea, is Boaz. In it is strength, as well as Boaz, this character from Ruth, uh, from Rus, as we spoke about before. How does this work, says Rabbi Nachman? Bo abchinos, because in him, in this idea of Bo and Az, is included both of these concepts. Which both? Hainu lamites oros, the 39 godly lights that, that are shining bright when we our Shomer as a bris, when we do what we're supposed to do, and we add glory to the name of God, Misha Shomer as a bris, this is for the person who guards the covenant. And on the other hand, the additional side, the Lamates Malachos, are the 39 works, the 39 types of labor, the anti-lights, if you will. Misha Pogembo, these are, are included for those who blemish the bris, those who are not Shomer as a bris. Ki az, because the word az is strength, ima koilel, it includes both. How? Shtei pamim tal, because it's double the numerical value of tal. The word az, there's an ayin and a zayin. Ayin is 70, zayin is 7, that's 77. And in certain types of gematria, apparently this one right here, you're allowed to add an additional one for the entirety of the word itself. So that equals 78. 78 is two times 39. So Boaz, Boaz in him is strength, but Boaz incorporates both sides of this equation. Vizeu, and this is why we find in the verse, it says Mishkan, Mishkan. The word Mishkan, this traveling tabernacle, is repeated. Shtepamim, twice. Shtepamim Lamed Tes. Two times of the Lamed Tes, these 39. Ki Lamed Tes Malachos Gamrinan Mishkan. Because 39 Malachos, 39 categories of labor were used to complete the Mishkan. Umisha Shomer Abriso, and whoever protects his bris, guards the, the Holy Covenant. Even though he does work, he's actively working. This is called the building of the Mishkan. This is a great thing. Work is not inherently bad. It's how we view it. This is building the Mishkan. This is something tremendous. Work is not bad. It's not inherently bad to work and to work hard. It's something beautiful. So as long as we recognize that we're doing something awesome, it's not totally bifurcated that work is bad and, uh, and quote-unquote, things holy are good. No, no, no. We can bring the two together, and everything that we do is holy if we recognize what is the source of all of it. Who's the person who gave us the job? Who's the person who allowed us and blessed us with that paycheck? If it's all sourced back to the Almighty, then it's not something that goes against the 39 lights. Rather, it's something that makes them shine brighter. Boaz was able to show us this. Mishkan, Mishkan. It could be we're doing the 39 malachos. We're involving ourselves in these labors to build the Mishkan? That's tremendous. Bechinas Lamates Oros. This is the concept of those 39 lights. Yes, it's work, but it's still lighting up those those beautiful holy lights. Ah, however, Mishapoygen Bebris, whoever blemishes the, the covenant, Hamalacha Yishloi, Heim Bechinas Mishkan Churbane. That 
his malachos, this person who is pogame, who blemishes the bris, who does not stand up to those levels that we're supposed to reach. So that person is not building the mishkan, but those actions are destroying the mishkan. We get to choose. Are we building or are we destroying? Every action that we do, every word that we say, is either building or destroying the mishkan. That makes it much clearer when trying to figure out, am I doing the right thing or the wrong thing? We can ask ourselves, is this action building the mishkan or is it destroying it, God forbid? Now, if these actions that we're doing are in the category of destruction, of destroying the Mishkan, so then, Bivachinas Lamates Malkos, this corresponds to the 39 lashes that we find in rabbinic literature about personal punishment. Bechinas, like we see in the Pasuk in Dvarim, are Baim Yakenu Velo Yosef. The original verse from the Torah says that there are 40 lashes, but no more. So question, we've been speaking about 39, and here the verse says 40. In the Torah Shebal Peh, in our Gemara, we go through what is this language of 40, and we learn in most of the cases we're actually referring to 39 and not 40. Now this punishment is a direct violation of Pagama Bris, of blemishing that beautiful covenant that we have with the Almighty. The whole idea of Pagama Bris, of not keeping the covenant, is all about excess. I need more. I need more. I want more. My desires are not met. This verse is telling us clearly, 40 or 39 for uh, once we learn the Torah Shabal Peh, and no more. Rabbi Nachman is telling us that this addition that we should not be adding is extra desires, extra kind of coarse and base desires that are not appropriate for us vis-a-vis our holy covenant with the Almighty. We're going to pause here, wishing everyone a beautiful day filled with opportunities to build the Mishkan.